Hello, you're listening to Repent and Believe Podcast with Cynthia Smalls, founder of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here, we talk about and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fashioned in God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's get started. Hey everyone, before we get started, I like to say thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoy my podcast, please share, download, leave me a message or comment. Thanks guys. Hello everyone, this is Cynthia Smalls. We're back to God Ministries. How is everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You are not giving up on the Lord Jesus Christ. He is coming back for us. And we can see what's going on in this wicked world today. He's finna shut this whole thing down. Amen. Okay, let's talk about God's wrath. Because you see, out there in the secular world today, they ain't got no fear of the Lord. They swear out that they can continue to eat, drink, and be merry. And just go on about their lives just like as it was in the day of Noah and Lot where people were just coming and going, eating and drinking, partying, just living life, just doing them, not knowing that the wrath of God was about to hit the earth with that great big old flood. Amen. And so that is why I want to talk about the wrath of God today, because unfortunately, over there in the false church that is on every single corner in America, being led by a heretic wolf in sheep clothing. Over there in his apostate church, guess what? They ain't preaching on the wrath of God. They are not preaching on repentance. They are not telling you that if you don't stop it, that you go into hell. Why? Because they are after the money bag through their false doctrine of tithing and sowing seed. Listen, they are always chasing that paper. I can't say it enough. So before we get started, let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we who love you, and follow your commandments, we got the memo that if we don't stop it, we will go to the lake of fire. And so, Father, we want you. 
We love you. We give you all the praise and all the glory because we know you ain't playing. You ain't playing? Absolutely not. So, Father, with today's lesson, as we come to your word to see exactly what it means that if we do not repent and believe in Jesus that he died for our sins, and that if we do not turn back to you, it's not going to go well for us at all, Father. So I pray that the Holy Spirit moves on me to give me insight. Father, I ask for wisdom. Let my words be of you. May the Holy Spirit give me revelation, give me insight to the deep things of you. And I ask this, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. So, like I said, I want to discuss God's anger at sin. He ain't playing with it because before we even saw the word wrath in his word, we saw back over there in the Garden of Eden when he told Adam, listen, with absolute clarity that if you eat from that tree that's in the middle of the garden, you shall surely die. And we all know how that ended up, right? Okay, so let's first start off with the definition of the wrath of God. It is God's wrath in perfect harmony with all of his divine attribute. It is the holy action of justice towards persons whose actions deserve eternal condemnation. Despite the disinterest of our secular age and many in the apostate evangelical church today, the wrath of God is a deeply biblical truth. It affirms God's righteous displeasure with sin and his just retribution upon unrepentant sinners. But you know what? God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. They know the truth about God. Why? Because he has made it obvious to them. Listen, for ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So, guess what? They have absolutely no excuse for not knowing God. Yes, oh yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him. Oh no, they would not worship him as God 
or even give him thanks. And they began to think of foolish ideas of what God was like. So, as a result, their minds became dark and confused. Oh, yes, it did, claiming to be wise. They instead became utter fools. So, instead of worshiping the glorious, ever-living God, they worshiped idols made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. So, God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired. As a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. They traded the truth about God for a lie. So, they worshiped and served the things God created instead of the Creator Himself, who is worthy of eternal praise. Amen. That is why God abandoned them to their uh, to their shameful desires. Oh, yes, He did. Even the women turned against the natural way to have sex and instead indulge in sex with each other. And the men, instead of having normal sexual relations with women, burned with lust for each other. Men did shameful things with other men. And as a result of this sin, they suffered within themselves the penalty they deserved since they thought it was foolish to acknowledge God. Okay, well, he abandoned them to do the foolish thinking. And no, no, absolutely not. He abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things that should never be done. Their lives became full of every kind of wickedness, people, sin, greed, hate, envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malicious behavior, and gossip. They are backstabbers, haters of God, insolent, proud, and boastful. Listen, they invent new ways of sinning, and they disobey their parents. Oh, yes, they refuse to understand. They break their promises. They are heartless and have no mercy. Listen to this. They know. Oh, yeah. They know God's justice requires that those who do these things deserve to die. Yet, yet they do them anyway. Worse yet, they encourage others to do them too. So we're going to see God's judgment of sin. Because you may think you can condemn such people, but you are just as bad. And you have no excuse when you say, they are wicked and should be punished. 
you are condemning yourselves for you who judge others do the very same things. And we know that God in his justice will punish anyone who does such things. Since you judge others for doing these things, why do you think you can avoid God's judgment when you do the same things? Don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin. But because you are stubborn and refuse to turn from your sin, listen, you are storing up terrible punishment for yourself. For a day of anger is coming when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. Listen. He will judge everyone according to what they have done. He will give eternal life to those who keep on doing good, seeking after the glory and honor and immortality that God offers. But, but he will, oh yeah, pour out his anger and wrath on those who live for themselves, who refuse to obey the truth and instead live lives of wickedness. There will be trouble, okay, and calamity for everyone who keeps on doing what is evil for the Jew first, okay, and also for the Gentile. But there will be glory and honor and peace from God for all who do good first for the Jew and also for the Gentile. For God does not show favoritism. When the Gentiles sin, they will be destroyed even though they never had God's written law. And the Jews, okay, who do have God's law will be judged by that law when they fail to obey it. For merely listening to the law doesn't make us right with God. It is obeying, okay? It is obeying the law that makes us right in his sight. Even Gentiles who do not have God's written law show that they know his law when they instinctively obey it. Even without having heard it, they demonstrate that God's law is written in their hearts for their own conscience and thoughts either accuse them or tell them they are doing right. And this is the message I proclaim that the day is coming when God 
through Christ Jesus, will judge everyone's secret life. So, you call yourselves Jews are relying on God's law, okay? It's not going down like that. So now look, hold on a second here. Because my phone wants to act like a crazy person right now. Hold on. Hold on. I'm getting back to this because we got to know these things, don't we, church? Oh, yes, we do. Oh, absolutely, yes. So, like I said, you who call yourselves Jews are relying on God's law. And you boast about your special relationship with him. You know what he wants. You know what is right because you have been taught his law. You are convinced that you are a guide for the blind and a light for people who are lost in darkness. You think you can instruct the ignorant and teach children the ways of God, for you are certain that God's law gives you complete knowledge and truth. (laughs) Well then, if you teach others, why don't you teach yourself? You tell others not to steal, but do you steal? You say it is wrong to commit adultery, but do you commit adultery? You condemn idolatry, but do you use items stolen from pagan temples? Huh? Don't y'all? Listen, you are so proud of knowing the law, but you dishonor God by breaking it. No wonder the scriptures say the Gentiles blaspheme the name of God because of you. The Jewish ceremony of circumcision has value only if you obey God's law. But if you don't obey God's law, you are no better off than an uncircumcised Gentile. And if the Gentiles obey God's law, won't God declare them to be his own people? Listen, in fact, uncircumcised Gentiles who keep God's law will condemn you Jews who are circumcised and possess God's law, but you don't obey it. For you are not a true Jew just because you were born of Jewish parents or because you have gone through the ceremony of circumcision. No, a true Jew is one whose heart is right with God. Amen. And true circumcision It's not merely obeying the letter of the law. Rather, it is a change of heart produced by the Holy Spirit. And a person with a changed heart seeks praise from God, not from people. So, we know that God remains faithful. Then what's the advantage of being a Jew? 
is there any value in the ceremony of circumcision? Yes, there are great benefits. First of all, the Jews were entrusted with the whole revelation of God. True, some of them were unfaithful, but just because they were unfaithful, does that mean God will be unfaithful? Of course not. Even if everyone else is a liar, God is true. As the scriptures say about him, you will be proved right in what you say, and you will win your case in court. But some might say, our sinfulness serves a good purpose, for it helps people see how righteous God is. Isn't it unfair then for him to punish us? This is merely a human point of view. Of course not. God were, if, listen, if God were not entirely fair, how would he be qualified, okay, to judge the world? But someone might still argue, how can God condemn me as a sinner if my dishonesty highlights his truthfulness and bring him more glory. And some people even slander us by claiming that we say, the more we sin, the better it is. Those who say such things deserve to be condemned. Yeah, because all people are sinners. Well then, should we conclude that we Jews are better than others? No, not at all. For we have already shown that all people, whether Jews or Gentiles, are under the power of sin. Listen, as the scriptures say, no one, no one is righteous, not even one. No one is truly wise. Why? No one is seeking God all have turned away, all have become useless. No one, no one does good, not a single one. Why? Their talk is foul, like the stench from an open grave. Their tongues are filled with lies. Snake venom drips from their lips. Listen, their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness, they rush to commit murder. Destruction and misery always follows them. They don't know where to find peace. Why? They have no fear of God at all. So, obviously, the law applies to those to whom it was given for its purpose is to keep people from having excuses and to show that the entire world is guilty before God. For no one can ever, ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. Listen, the law simply shows us 
how sinful we are. Amen. And that was from Romans chapter 1, verse 18, all the way through to chapter 3, verse 20. Amen. And that is why we need to repent and believe that the Lord Jesus Christ saved us from the wrath of God. And we need to turn back to God. God sent our Lord and Savior from heaven to die on the cross for the sins of the entire whole world. Jesus took on our punishment that was rightly due to us. Why? Because we racked up and stacked up God's wrath against us because we didn't know how to stop sinning. And when his blood was shed on that cross, it was sprinkled across the mercy seat of God in heaven, making atonement for our sins so that we can be reconciled back to the Father. And through his shed blood, well, guess what? We can now have forgiveness of our sins, but let us all be clear about this. We do not got this in the bag. And that is why the false doctrine of once saved, always saved is so damnable. Because if we don't get on board, right, Holy Spirit, with God's redemption plan, we ain't going to make it. We cannot be off over there in Satan's kingdom, returning back to the vomit, coming and going. One day we save, the next day we acting like we a child of the devil. We don't know how to stop sinning and think that we are going to get to heaven. Why? Because God is so love, love, love. And all he wants to do is bless us because we so fine. Absolutely not. God's wrath will fall on those who do not repent of their sins and don't believe that Jesus saved them from their sins and from that wrath, that whooping that was rightly due for us. Oh, you're not going to make it, my friends. Listen, in closing, we have to put away all those sins that easily besets us. Listen, if you know smoking weed and hanging around with those who do it, okay, you know you ain't going to make it into heaven because the Bible is clear. No one who practice sorcery will get into the kingdom of God. And yes, when you smoke that weed, that is witchcraft. That is idolatry. You are idolizing God's creation, which is a weed plant. You believe that you can't function without smoking your weed every day. So then that means that that weed is now your God because what he tells you to do, you do that because God has said that no sorcery because we know that any illicit drug or if you abuse prescription drugs for the high 
of it all, not trying to deceive people that you smoking this weed because you got cataracts or you got back pain or you got some kind of post-traumatic stress syndrome going on. No, you smoking it to get high and you are using those ailments to justify your sin. Listen, you can fool man about your sin Trust and believe you are not fooling God at all. He sees all. He knows all. He knows exactly what you are doing. He created you. He knows. Thank you. Glory be to God. He knows everything that you will do in any and every given situation. Okay, he knows that you are not going to obey him and that you are going to say how, oh, it's impossible to stop smoking this weed or it is impossible to stop sleeping around. I can't help it that God gave me this body. I can't help it that the clothes fit me just right. No, how about buying a pair of pants, maybe two sizes up? Because for some of us, yes, God has blessed us in certain places. But let me tell you, there is enough material and fabric to go around to cover up that body. So you will be found wanting on the day of judgment. Listen, you need to take this rebuke right now before Jesus calls you out of that bodysuit. Because standing before him in eternity is going to be way different as it is now in this present age. Because you will see, like God sees it, how you in fact was a sinner and that you was rebellious and that you were boastful and prideful. There will be no excuse when you see Jesus face to face. The Bible already makes it clear that every knee, every, every single knee will bow and declare and confess Jesus is Lord. So why not, why not get in on God's redemption plan? Listen, we are not going to live forever. We need to get in on that plan right now in this very moment. Okay, because you see, for those of us who love Christ by obeying what he commands, we are looking for that day of redemption. We are looking forward to the day that this body drops or if he comes by via the rapture before then. Oh, we looking for our glorified bodies. Oh, yes, because see, after all of this hot mess with this flesh, oh, we looking to throw this thing away for all of eternity. Come on, Lord, give us our glorified bodies so that it can now be in perfect alignment with our spirits that has been regenerated through the regeneration process of the new birth. That is why God calls for us to be born again. Jesus said, you must be born again. 
in order to have eternal life. So, be well, my friends. I don't even know what to say other than repent. You must put away the sin. We all must put away the sin. Time is of the essence. We don't have a whole lot of time. Just look at the state of the world today. It is not going to get better. And how do we know this? Because the Bible told us that in the last days, there will be perilous times. The world will fool you to think that, oh, it's going to get better. Oh, maybe, you know, the year 2021 will be the great big do-over. No, no, it will not. It will not. You want to know why? Because God's word is the truth. And I'd rather take his word than what Satan's media is trying to cram down people's throats, which I don't buy into because I don't watch it. For what? All they want to do is keep pumping fear into your hearts about this pandemic scam demic so that they can dupe you into taking that satanic meat. Watch, watch my mouth. That satanic vaccination is all that I'm saying. No, absolutely not. Because, and I'm going to really close with this. Like I said, this is not my show. When the Holy Spirit says to keep talking, well, then that's what I do. Let me just say this, okay? Anything that the world has a full backing on, beware. Beware, my friends, because let me tell you, this world is not your friend. And how do we know that you are right, Holy Spirit? Because God says that if you are friends with this world, you are his enemy. So it's something to it about this world. Because if we, if the world was so great, why did God say that if you are friends with it, you're not my friend. As a matter of fact, you are my enemy. So we need to wise up, church, sinner man, sinner woman. Come on now. Come on. It is not going to get better. Not by a long shot. That is why we need to believe that Jesus died and he was buried and after three days, he rose up out of the grave. He walked around. People saw him in his resurrected body. The Bible says that it was about over, what, 500 people that saw Jesus, that talked to him, that ate with him, that touched him. In his resurrected body, listen, Jesus was a dead man. Oh, yes, he was. He was dead as a doornail, as a doornail. And then after 40 days, he rose back up to heaven where he is right now alive, sitting at the right hand of God the Father. And from that exalted position, he is waiting to make his enemies his footstool. Listen, 
God is real. Jesus is real. Hell, my friends, is very real. And so is heaven. Oh, and you can bet your bottom dollar that that lake of fire, oh, it is waiting for those who refuse to repent. Oh, yes, it is licking its chops, waiting for the Antichrist who's going to be thrown over in there. It's waiting for the false prophet who's going to be thrown over there in there. It's waiting for Satan who is going to be thrown over there in there. And he is waiting for you that if you don't stop it and if you don't repent, Oh, that is where you will spend all of eternity. And listen, my friends, eternity is too long to get this whole thing wrong. It is not. A sister in Christ always makes that statement. And so it rings true in my heart that eternity is too long to be getting this all wrong. Uh-uh, uh-uh, nope, absolutely not. So. Be well, my friends, repent and believe and turn back to God. And Lord willing, I shall speak to you all soon. Bye for now. Thank you guys for tuning in. I truly appreciate all your support. Until next time, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Bye.